0: Hi, and welcome to DaVita Leadership Insights, a weekly podcast for DaVita teammates who want to become a better leader, both personally and professionally. I'm Grace Berman, a Senior Director with DaVita University.
1: And I'm Doug Miller, a Master Coach and DaVita University faculty member. Today, we get to chat with Jim Greenwood, Vice President of Wisdom, and our beloved boss. He really wanted to make sure I said beloved there. (laughs) Jim has been uh, with the village for over 20 years. 17 of those years were in operations in the field and six years here on the Atlas team in our headquarters function. He will share with us his strategies on how to lead with fun.
0: Welcome, Jim.
1: Hey, Jim. Hey,
2: thank you very much for having me.
0: Now, I know I, you have been itching to come on the show, so I'm thrilled we found the right topic and the right time for you to share your wisdom with our listeners. The topic for today is leading with fun, and at DaVita, fun is one of our seven core values. I don't know if you knew that. Did you know
2: I, that? I'm How, aware, you know? <laughs> but thank you for explaining.
0: So we say we enjoy what we do. We know healthcare is hard work. But even hard work can be fun. We take our jobs seriously, but we feel a fun environment delivers better care to our patients while creating a better work environment for our teammates. We strive for excellence and we have fun. So let's start with Jim, why is the core value of fun so important to be a part of your leadership?
2: Well, first, I want to answer the question of why I was itching to come on because <laughs> I wanted to answer the question for all the people listening to the podcast. Everybody does wear pants. What? <laughs> What's the question? you gone rogue already. <laughs> it's what I hear in the field. All right. So, why is the core value of fun so important to me? Um, thanks for asking. And and the the truth of it is when i think about coming to work it's where i spend most of my life and now for many many years and so if i want to if i want an environment where fun is going to be part of the place that i am going to spend most of my time in that's why i think it's so important to us um, you know in thinking about this um science um says laughter which doesn't have to come from fun but it's often elicited. Um, does a lot to establish a positive emotional climate. It builds connection. It's a healing agent. It relieves tension and pain. So I think it's a universal thing to try and achieve fun, whether it be at home or in the workplace. Um, for me, you know, I, I go back to people remember how you make them feel most of all, and laughter elicits that positive environment. It's, it's uh, I love what you're saying, Jim. And there's this way in which, like,
1: I just want to get the question out of the way right up front around this is really hard, difficult, serious work that we're doing in dialysis. And so how do you lead with fun when we're engaging in, in, in all that we're engaging in?
2: Sure. Um, that is a very important question. And, you know, when I think about that, I think about how this all came about. So, I've been here since the beginning. Some um, and some people know the story of how we named our values, and and the part about fun is uh, pretty interesting. So if you go back to Phoenix, where we um, so
0: in Phoenix was the, are you talking about the city or the group?
2: <laughs> Phoenix. <if> Phoenix <laughs> was the or the bird. <laughs> I, I, I <laughs> saw the, oh, bird the bird in my head. <laughs> oh right. Um, no, I'm talking about the city where we had our first national meeting uh, okay. back in the year 2000. Um, so it was at Phoenix where we had our all of our facility administrators, and for that at that time we we um, named our values and we voted on them in that meeting. And when we voted on them, fun was on the list, but fun didn't make it. So to your question, because uh, there was a contingent of people who felt that in a healthcare environment, in the work that we do, fun didn't play a role. Mm. It's a serious business, as you said, and so. One of our exceptional vice presidents and their team felt very strongly that it wasn't appropriate to put fun on. So then how
1: did it get there?
2: So a couple of years go by and we're doing a whole bunch of things that are fun and the environment began to shift because uh, mm. Phoenix was a tough time. And um, as people began to believe in the village and believe in the work we're doing and see what can happen if you create some fun, um, the People shifted their th- thinking on it. And so about two years later, we did vote again on it. Um, and so at another national meeting nationwide back then, as we called them, uh, we, we we put fun back on the ballot and said, are, are we ready to do this? And it was overwhelming, yes. So fun became our seventh core value a couple of years after we coined our first value. So, um, the,
0: so then as you're thinking about fun and sort of those arguments for and against, one of the things that comes to my mind is uh, some people could associate fun with goofing off. So how do you differentiate fun from from goofing off?
2: Yeah, so um, goofing off can be fun at times. Uh, but I think the difference is uh, goofing off is one thing. Intentionally creating fun is highly different. And that's what we're talking about. We're talking about taking the time... To- our core value of fun means you have to be intentional about it. So you have to put in the time and effort to think about how do I create fun in, in dialysis centers, in our business offices, and et cetera.
0: So let, with that, let's, let's hear some specific examples of what you're talking about when you're cre- intentionally creating an environment of fun. And you've had, because of your experience in both the field side and our headquarters functions in Atlas, could you describe what it looks like for, for both of those sides?
2: Yes, Grace, you're not sure what having fun is like?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I <laughs> need a need very detailed <laughs> definition, Jim.
2: You <laughs> need some work here. Um, no, in all seriousness. So, yeah, in different settings. So, dialysis centers, as you said, Doug, originally, that's a, a tough place. We have pa- patients, some are thriving quite well in dialysis, others are, are quite sick. And... Uh, this belief in creating fun and creating an environment where fun exists can make a difference in the way our patients are treated and our teammates are treated. So we did a whole bunch of things. So um, if I think back, now I worked in the New York metropolitan area. So this is good old urban That's New York. That's where your York. accent
0: comes from, right? Yes.
2: I can't do that. But, um, I didn't know you were going to ask me to do accents. Say Port Authority. Say port-, port Authority. <laughs> oh, I don't come even on. say coffee right. Um, <laughs> Anyway, so what did we do? So we did a whole bunch of different things in our dialysis centers. We, what we, For instance, I go back and I think about we did phosphorus basketball. Um, what is that? So our facility administrator in one of our centers said, like basketball, so he held a um, basketball hoop and walked from chair to chair, and we gave each patient a certain number of throws. Each different pod had a team. They threw their shots in to see how much they could – uh, how many points they got? And then there was a competition among uh, between pods. So I, I can't remember exactly why phosphorus fit in, but phosphorus shows up a lot, <laughs> which will show you in my old neck of the woods, we had a lot of work to do in phosphorus, but we did things like phosphorus, bingo, and other forms of bingo with our patients. So I'm a dietitian um, originally, and I know that teaching people about diet, it can be tough at times, so make it fun. So we made it fun with things like phosphorus, bingo. and uh, Ratchet up the ante on it. Uh, What I said was, why don't we give the winning um, patient, whoever wins bingo, a mic? Um, and a little a speaker, microphone? yeah, yeah. A, a microphone and a little speaker, and I can tell you, you give someone a big win, and they can get on a microphone. They can take ten minutes to talk about how excited <laughs> they are. So it created some fun within the center. So, so we you
0: created th- fun and learning. It sounds right. like
2: absolutely, wow. yeah. Because right. phosphorus was related
1: to the clinical outcomes that you were focused on with those patients and trying to get them oriented around taking better care of themselves. Is that that's it's, that's what you're up to, right? Yes,
2: um, Sneaky. absolutely. Sneaky. Um, cool. Yes. <laughs> so we did other things, too. So um, in the clinics, I mean, just creating some fun and letting teams create fun, whether they do barbecues or uh, potluck lunches. So teammates are having fun in that environment too. And then, you know, I, I think back. So for those of in the field who's work with Snappy, I was there when we did the original Snappy. So we were doing the first, one of the first centers was Bronx Dialysis Center. And it was the big rollout for, and it was a big deal. And I said, it's a big deal. It's a roll. It's a first time in New York. So I wore a tux.
0: <laughs> you wear a tux to roll I th- I out. Thought,
2: I thought if you have a IT big system, right? you have a big event, you wear a tux. So you wear huh. a tux. It, it just changes the environment. What about here? Uh, if you, unless you have more, do
1: you have more clinic-based examples? Because I'm also wanting to hear how you did it here in the office.
2: Yeah, I'll talk about both. But I also talk about not only in the clinics, but then as a leadership team in the field. We yeah. did lots of things to have fun. So, um, so meetings, right? So meetings you know, add a little fun, take a little time. And I have, fortunately, I worked a lot for our CEO, Javier Rodriguez, and he was a great sport. So when he would mention that he was having struggling with bees in his house, well, that set us off. And so, in the midst of a meeting and all our powerpoints, we would float bees through the, <laughs> the powerpoint. <laughs> we'd make the buzz. We'd have the buzzing sounds. That I have pictures of him chasing bees, and, uh, that we would um, we would do with um, uh, photoshopping. So, but you take a little time to do stuff like that. One of our teammates never did anything with our office and it was just pathetic and so oh, we, we have
0: it. a teammate like that right now well
2: we can did you give an us office an makeover, you so did we, office did, makeover. <laughs> yes, we just put stuff in there on a powerpoint and we took a picture of his office and just added stuff in a powerpoint and every time through the meeting we would just show you what we've done with it and, <laughs> and so just adding taking a few minutes to do stuff like that um can create can create fun and creates a whole different effect and I'll, um and The one that, another one that didn't go extremely well, but I was in all my FAs office for so long for so many years. And I realized that the other FAs in the team didn't know one another's office, facility administrators. Um,
0: and they're the ones who lead the clinics.
2: Right. Yep. And they lead the clinics. And I said, you know, what if I take a picture of each of your offices? And then we have a game, a guessing game on whose office is this? Well, there were two who kept a pretty sloppy office and they were horrified. When <laughs> 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 but, but it still felt like the right thing to do. So the um, Guess the FA office. Uh, we did that, and it turned out to be a oh, lot Oh, that's a great fun. one.
0: I got all sorts of ideas floating in my head now.
2: <laughs> and probably the one that I think is um, a great example of what um, you can do that can make a difference. Um, we were known, My, this is back when I was a regional operations director, and I had 10 centers in the metropolitan area, and a very diverse uh, group of FAs, and we went to one of the DeVita, uh we went to, it would be Devita Way of Team. And one of the activities we did back then was we all bowled. And so we were terrible. Um, because I had people who'd never <laughs> seen a bowling guy. They were raised in Pakistan in India, and India. They had no idea. Um, but we went out there, and even uh, uh, F.A., who I love dearly, she forgot to let go of the ball, and prone went down there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my the, god! Yeah, <laughs> she was fine. Oh, no. But we had so much fun doing it, and so we named ourselves the Strikers. And we, so it was after bowling. Um, And then what we did was, because this is where I think it's important, is we made that we made that part of our history and we told the story about how the team came together over bowling. So whenever we had a new FA join the team, we would go to the local bowling alley, uh, in white Plains, New York, and we would go there in the morning and we'd bowl one, we'd bowl one game, but then we'd hold our meeting in the little, um, where the kids have their little parties. Um, so, and then one of the FAs who was there at the beginning would tell the story about how he came to be the striker. So we had a connection. And I think, um, that helped bond the team and, and they and we ended up with some successes because of it. And one last thing is there's a lot of bowling at 1030 in White Plains, New York, and I don't know why.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I love how you talk about um, that shared experience and that the fun and the shared experience is almost this association that you have when you see someone or you walk back into the office or you walk back into your clinic. It's, you kind of get triggered to remember that fun and that shared experience, and it can change your whole attitude. It
1: yeah. can become a big part of the team building and other, it can have so many other impacts of all of our other core values.
2: Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, because those are the things you remember, right? You remember those moments. You remember how you felt. And so just like you would do at home, you, wanna, you it's the things that you, in your memory where people were laughing and having a good time that stick in your mind. And so, yes, and it built, it built the relationship and the connection for our team and the support for one another.
0: So, Jim, it just sounds like you're all sorts of fun all the time, but I know that when you were a divisional vice president that you had some of the best clinical outcomes and uh, the best business results in, in the whole village. So how much do, of those results do you believe were because you intentionally led with fun?
2: Yeah. Well, thanks. Um, we did have some nice results, and we came from a place, we had some of the worst results in the village at one point, too. But I think it's that camaraderie that we built over time, hmm. where people supported one another. And I challenged, and we challenged one another, and we said, you know, we're not, it doesn't feel right, it doesn't feel good to have, be at the bottom of the, of. Um, we didn't have leaderboards back then, but at the bottom of the list back then. And what are we going to do to change it? And that was part of the rallying cry for the strikers. And over time, we came to have uh, the best results on the um, in in Avanti, and much of the north. And Avanti is your region. Avanti was a your, group back group. then. So, so yes, I think it makes a big impact. And I could ask them to do things that they otherwise might not do. And I think if we didn't have that bond, and I think it it, it it's not only just. The leadership team. I think it spreads to the teammates because a lot of the fun activities. What we did, we added. We did homeroom meetings where we added uh, f- a fun aspects to it, and I think you know one of my favorite stories is about us turning the tide in New York. About how Albany, the Department of Health, looked at us and the way we deliver dialysis, and they went from some skepticism about it to saying we can't we can't deny that you are delivering the best care. Um, compared to other s- uh, dialysis companies and the independent dialysis centers in the state. And so I believe that that's all a function of creating some fun in the clinics.
1: You know, it's interesting listening to you, Jim. There's so many great examples of how you f- bring fun to life. Um, and so our listeners could be listening and just taking notes of those things. But I get that there's something deeper in terms of um i don't know my mind goes to intentionality but how do you make sure how are you how did you make sure that this was a regular part of everything that you did
2: yeah i i think the answer to that is it it was something we wanted to have so Hmm. it was just a natural tendency to say okay what are we going to add for fun for this or or when something popped up whether it was um the bees and the Javier and you put that in the back of your mind and you said you know at some point we're going to use that for an upcoming meeting or um, or when you schedule a um, around the holidays you schedule something particularly fun we're doing we come in and start singing and do Christmas carols which we did and things of that nature so it's just a mindset that you do um, and 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 it feeds on itself
0: and I love how you gave examples of of things that cost some money. I assume you have to pay for bowling, right? <laughs> it wasn't just free in White Plains, New York. <laughs> but it's it's not a huge cost. You gave a lot of examples where there's just no cost at all. Uh, there's no cost extra ec- extra cost, just your time and your commitment. And
2: Agree. So, yes, I mean, the examples I've given probably didn't didn't cost much more than a, a few dollars. By the way, bowling's fairly inexpensive, and renting the little place where the kid, kids are when no, the kids aren't out of school, it's cheap. You got a good rate. And I negotiated to try heavily. As with, expected. Yes, I, no children were hurt, though. I know how you feel about safety issues. Um, but, yeah, it's not expensive. And then we did a lot of campaigns, so simple things that we did to have fun to rally the team— Uh, across the Nor'easters and Avanti were to create fun campaigns. We did Saving Javier from the train tracks. If we removed enough catheter, the train... So we did a graphic with a train about to run over, you know, like they tied somebody <laughs> up on the railroad tracks. It happened to be Javier. And if, if we could take out enough catheters, we could prevent the train from running over Javier. This so, is all
0: cartoon. This is not real life, folks. So I just want to emphasize that, right? Safety
2: yeah, first. Safety <laughs> first. <laughs> this, yes, this safety, safety first. first. We did everything in a cartoon. <laughs> no, but, but, then, but we did a lot of those types of campaigns. So just, again, didn't cost us much. Um, and the team rallies when you do something like that.
0: Well, Jim, it's about that time in the episode. I know, it went by Mm -hmm. so fast, didn't it? So you've shared so many great tips with us so far. What would be your one tip uh, that you would like for our listeners to go out and try right away to help create and lead with fun?
2: Yes, I knew you were going to ask this. I've been a listener. (laughs) Um, So I have a simple one. I have a really easy one. Here's what I... uh, I would ask any listener who wants to um, engage in fun with their teams. Put on your calendar for two weeks from whenever you're listening to this a a reminder. And that reminder should be a question to yourself. What did I do in the last two weeks to create fun?
0: Some accountability.
2: Excellent.
1: I like it. Perfect. So, Jim, um, a little bit of a special closing here. Thank you so much for joining us today. And uh, for those who don't know yet, would you like to share any of your... uh, upcoming news?
2: Oh, um so, uh Doug, sure. Um, <laughs> with the audience um, putting you on the spot, <laughs> sure I'd be glad to. So, um I don't remember if we said it, but I've I've enjoyed 23 years in the village. Wow. Um it has been an amazing experience for me. It's a story um I get to tell often about I didn't choose my employer. I was one of the acquired centers way back when and and uh, what it's afforded me over the last 23 years and the work I've done and the fulfillment I've gotten are just beyond belief. So I am entirely grateful. But it has come time at my advanced age and, and working with people who are younger. My grandchildren are getting closer in age to the people I work with. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, but I think it's time to retire. So I will be retiring next year. Um, and I just challenge all of it. everybody who's listening to this who's part of the village to um, keep making the village a special place.
0: Well, Jim, I just want to say that I always hear from so many different people across the village when they hear that I work with you and they'll say, oh, I worked with Jim or I remember Jim and this is how Jim helped me and this is how Jim impacted me and this is how I remembered what he did for me. And I, I just want to say that I'm I'm just so grateful for the time that I've had with you. I am so grateful. Um, I'm so thankful that we had this time and of all of your service that you've given to our village and our teammates and our patients, and I will miss you a lot mm-hmm. your your wisdom and especially your fun and your humor and our uh, talks together. So I just want to let you know that when I am facing a difficult time and when you're when you are gone, not like gone gone, <laughs> but you know gone away from the from the office that I will still think of you, and I will ask myself, what would Jim do? <laughs> In all seriousness.
2: <laughs> well, thank you very much. That's lovely.
1: Thanks. Thank you so much, Jim, for all you've given to The Village. Really appreciate you and who you are. And, you, and and as we like to say here in the village, once a citizen, always a citizen. So look forward to seeing you around um, in whatever way that, that that comes to be. But deeply grateful and appreciative. Thank you, Jim.
0: And Thank just you. don't change your cell phone number so I can call you.
1: <laughs> you got it. Thanks. Thanks, Jim. I have always enjoyed conversations with Jim, Grace.
0: Yeah, me too. And I love this tip at the end. Put a reminder on your calendar two weeks out from now to ask yourself, what have you done in the last two weeks to create fun on your team? And this is perfect timing, Doug, as you know, because yeah. last month I shared that creating fun is one of my fulfillment resolutions for 2019.
1: Awesome. I look forward to hearing what you write in your calendar and how that goes. Yeah. And, you know, I love getting an assignment around fun. I mean, that's just Vita, it, so Davida, isn't it? is. Oh, my yep. gosh. All right. Well, it's my turn to follow up on what I tried from the last episode on practicing the art of accountability with Misha Palachuk. His tip was to create a strategy for holding myself accountable to a goal or task and sharing my progress with my team. Well, Grace, you know what I did is that I'm wanting to build in some new habits this year. And so I committed to my team that I was going to be doing something on a daily basis. And I will tell you that my brain did what all of our brains love to do. And it tried to convince me one day to not do it. No. Yep. Yep. And the thing that, that you know, the thing that, that helped me was knowing that I had committed to my team, that I would do it. And that's what caused me to actually go do it.
0: Wow, so it was like a preemptive accountability mechanism. So you didn't even need one of your teammates to call you out on it because just the idea that someone would have to call you out on it made you keep your commitment.
1: Yeah. Basically, I'm way more committed to you and my team than I am to myself.
0: (laughs) That is actually really sweet, Doug. And I promise you, I will only use that knowledge for good, not evil.
1: Okay, good. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. Well, thanks for sharing, Doug. And for our listeners out there, we would love to hear your stories and tips as well. Please check out our show notes and click on the listener mail link to find out more about submitting your stories and tips in writing or through a voice message.
1: See you next week. One for all.
0: All for one.